Hey there, everyone. I am Ashley Billington, and this is the Campfire. Today, we are taking a look at 15-6A. A lot of quality teams in this district from the Klein and Tomball area. After realignment, here are the teams of 15-6A. Klein, Klein Kane, Klein Collins, Klein Forest, Klein Oak, Tomball, Tomball Memorial, and Waller. If you remember last year, Tomball made the playoffs on the last day of the regular season and parlayed that into an improbable state semifinal appearance. Let's analyze these teams in our film session. Klein Collins is a favorite in this district. Last year, they went 0-4 in the non-district and then swept through district teams like a hurricane as the Tigers went undefeated in district play. Coach of the Year, Adrian Mitchell, has to be happy as he returns Newcomer of the Year, Tucker Parks, at quarterback and Chris Gant at defensive back. Once the postseason hit, Tomball was the Cinderella story as they went from last team in a state semifinal game. They'll need to replace Cal Hallams at quarterback, but they return thousand yard rusher Christian Womack. Klein Kane lost a lot to graduation, but Jalen Smith will be someone to rely on at the wide receiver position. Klein Oak should be a title contender behind super athlete Kayla Black and quarterback PJ Hatter. If you're looking for a dark horse, how about Klein Forest? They have one of the best junior wide receivers in the state in Jelani Watkins and big Brad Spence on the line. Tomba Memorial and Klein are a little inexperienced but may need time to gel. Waller moves up from 5A and hopes their transition to 6A goes smoothly. I think one of the Klein teams may step up and take the district crown this year. But let's hear what our experts have to say. Houston Chronicle reporter John Foreman and producer Ward Fasold talk about these teams and our district breakdown. the district breakdown time we are joined with john foreman from the houston chronicle when you talk 15-6a you talk about the client schools the tomball schools but they're adding waller this year how do you feel uh, this district is going to play out yeah it's going to be interesting to see how some of these teams fare uh you know with the offensive firepower that they lost to graduation but you start with a defending champion and klein collins you know that they're going to be in the mix at the top under coach adrian mitchell uh, they're going to play tough defense. They're going to run the ball right at you, um, you know, and, and so that's been a, a recipe for success for them in recent years. Uh, you kind of go down the line, though. The, the team that really had the best season out of that district was Tomball, uh, who was the fourth place team. Um, believe it or not, in the standings, they made it all the way to the state semifinals, um, you know, under coach Kevin Flanagan. Uh, just a, a historic year for the Cougars. Um, you know, they did lose some a lot of talent, including starting quarterback, dual threat guy, Kale Helms, who moved on to Army, um, you know. But the good news for Tomball is that they bring back a very talented running back, probably the top returning running back in the district, uh, with Christian Womack, who rushed for over 1,300 yards and, and 21 touchdowns as a junior. So, you know, right off the bat, you look at those two teams and, you know, you're kind of thinking that they're going to be in the mix at the top just based on what they did last year. Um, but then you look at Klein Oak, um, a really interesting team to me because they have a great quarterback receiver duo with P.J. Hatter and Caleb Black, uh, two really great athletes there. Um, Klein Kane, not sure um, about them. Obviously, they've had a lot of success in recent years as well, but they 
you know, lose their starting quarterback, Carson Roper, um, one of the best receivers in the city with Matthew Golden moving on to UH and uh, running back Ramir uh, McCray. So, you know, they're going to have some, some spots to fill offensively. You know, you mentioned Waller coming into this district. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare. Uh, you know, they are still seeking their first winning season since 2015. So, you know, they've got some work to do, uh, especially in this district where it's, you know, it, there's some physical football being played every week. You know, a lot of these programs like to run the football and, and play good defense. So um, I would expect more of the same this season. Yeah, it, 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 it seems like well, last year when we talked about this district, we were talking about uh, Jaden Blue and how, he might turn things up for Klein Kane and he didn't even play. He took himself out of the running and didn't play, kind of set out that year. And they still ended up making some noise there. And then two years ago was the Tom Ball Memorial uh, pass attack, pass happy attack there that got through that whole district, even during the COVID year. Is any of these teams do you see as, as one of those teams that kind of, you know, jump up and do some things that we don't expect or, is that where you're kind of putting Klein, Klein Oak at? Because like you talked about Caleb Black, he's something else and he's just going to be a junior. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's hard to say, you know, especially with Klein Kane, you know, I, I'm not sure of the offensive pieces that they're bringing in to replace those talented guys. Um, I'm sure that they've, I'm sure that they've got some, some people coming up that are going to be good athletes as well. Um, Coach James Clancy's done a great job with that program and, and establishing it right off the bat. And, and, you know, they've been winning a lot of games. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Klein Oak, like I said, is really intriguing to me. You know, this is a team that has had a lot of success in recent years as well. You know, they're usually in playoff contention. Um, I know that they'd like to make a, a deeper playoff run. And I think, you know, having a, an experienced quarterback like PJ Hatter um, and then a, a really go-to guy like Golden was for Klein Kane last year, uh, you know, and Caleb Black, as you mentioned, he's a, he's a dynamic athlete. Um, they can get the ball to him in a number of ways. Um, you know, that, that combo right there, I think, is really going to bode well uh, for Klein Oak coming into this season, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Maybe we'll have a, another team like Tomball turn that, get it in on the last day and parlaying that into a state semifinal appearance. But Yeah, you <laughs> never know. I mean, uh, it, you know, with Tomball, it was one of those things that, you know, they had a guy at the quarterback position who could do it all and, and you know, come playoff time, you got to have that uh, you know, so, uh, you know, a true leader, a, a true great difference maker at that position, it seems like uh, most years. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's like having that red hot goaltender in hockey, right? Just ride him right through right. the playoffs. So it'll be right. interesting. We got, uh, we're heading over to Cypress next week to talk about 16-6A. So that should be some interesting stuff as well. For sure. All right. Talk to you later. We've heard about the teams. Now let's take a look at some of the athletes to watch out for and our players on the rise. Probably the best returning quarterback in the district is Preston Hatter of Klein Oak. As a junior, Hatter was named second team all district as he threw for 1,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. Hatter is blessed with some serious returning playmakers around him, which should make his senior campaign one to see. Parker Jenkins of Klein Forest could be one of the more overlooked running backs in the Houston area. His stats don't jump off the page, mainly because he played behind some talented upperclassmen, but this year Jenkins will be ready to show out. He ran for 427 yards last year while catching 20 passes for 300 more yards. Jenkins' shifty moves out of the backfield has him offers from LSU, Florida, and Miami, among others. 
Tomball's Christian Womack is another running back to keep an eye out for in 2022. Womack rushed for almost 1,400 yards last year and 21 touchdowns for the Cougs. With an inexperienced quarterback taking the helm for Tomball this year, look for Womack to get more carries and even more leadership opportunities in the Cougar offense. On the defensive side of the ball, Klein Forrest's Brad Spence coming off the edge will be a problem. 72 tackles, including 11 for losses, is what Spence put on stat sheets last season. He also picked up a sack and a half as Spence hopes to lead the district in many defensive categories this year. Brad has offers from Washington State, Colorado, and Wisconsin, among others. These are some great athletes that can single-handedly change the course of the game. Earlier this week, our award for Souls had a chance to talk to Klein Oak head coach Brandon Carpenter to see if he feels his Panthers can snag one of those playoff spots in our media day segment. Media day time, we're talking 15-6A, and we are here with Klein Oak head coach Brandon uh, Carpenter. Coach, let's talk about your district. Not a lot changed, but you did add Waller this year. Uh, which means you don't have to hunt down one uh, one non-district game, right? So, other than that, what do you, how do you feel the district may play out this year compared to other years? Man, District 15-6A is a fist fight every week. I mean, it is a very physical district. There's a lot of quality teams in it. Um, I mean, it, our approach going into this season is really no different than, than the previous, you know, years. We, we know we've got our hands full. we got to be well-prepared and well-coached to have a chance. And, uh our kids are up for that, and we're ready to see how it plays out. Yeah, and it's always wild in this district because you, 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 this time last year, the story was uh, Klein Kane and how are we gonna, how's anybody gonna be able to stop Jaden Blue? Well, Blue doesn't stop, and the story in, or doesn't even play, and the story ends up being Tom Ball with their magic, uh, magic run there in the playoffs. It, when you add a team like Waller, do you know a lot about them, and could they throw an apple into the into the cart here? You know, we haven't played them. Uh, you know, we, I, I think we had a sub-varsity game a year or two ago against them, just, you know, a situation where both of us needed to, to get an opponent. Um, so that's a, my really – that's my only history of, of being involved with playing against Waller. Um, I know, you know, it, obviously they're growing as a district, uh, moving up into 6A and, and, and getting kind of pulled into District uh, 15 with us. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it's a competitive district. and. Uh, whether you're adding one or taking one away, it kind of goes back to what I said, man. We got to be prepared every week. Well, what helped you get prepared last year was your non-district. I mean, a lot of people look, hey, they start off slow. They started one and three. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, you played a task of in North Shore and you played spring. They it's were all spring, very yeah. highly rated teams. Talk about what you may have cooking for this year's non-district and how you help, hope, hope it hope helps you. Sorry, I can't speak. How you hope it helps you during the regular season. I mean, our our mindset here is, you know, we're not going to shy away from playing anybody. I, you know, our our kids, um, it doesn't matter who we put on the schedule. You know, we never get that, oh, God, Coach, why are we playing those guys? Um, our guys understand that if we want to accomplish the things we want to accomplish and we want to be able to compete in our district and beyond our district once we get into the playoffs, you got to play tough people. Um, you know, we, we got our nose bloodied a little bit last year playing against some, you know, the eventual state champ in 6A in North Shore. And those other guys you mentioned were as good as it gets in the state um, in our division. Um, but the lessons we learned, the growth of our players through those experiences, 
helped us a lot in district and then obviously, you know, kind of propelled us into the playoffs and allowed us to be a bi-district champion. And, um, you know, you, you're looking at Westfield in round two and, and for a lot of people, they're, they're well, you know, just happy to be there and, and, and understand they're playing one of the top teams in the state. Well, our guys are looking at it at, hey, we've played people like this before. Let's go. You know, we open up with Decaney again, a school not far from us. Um, you know, Coach Williams over there is a great dude. We've known each other for a while and just a lot of respect for those guys. Um, this year, instead of, uh, instead of spring, we're playing Cinco Ranch week two. Again, another very quality opponent. Um, you know, had a great game, you know, run last year and then ran into a really good Summer Creek team. Um, we have a, we're still looking for a week three game. And that's not, this is not a good time to do that. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to find games. And uh, we're kind of in a circumstance where we're, we're still looking. Uh, we, we've looked at some out-of-state prospects and some other things like that. And, and we're, we're, we're hopeful something works out. Uh, but if it doesn't, and we don't control that, we'll move on. But, uh, no, we want to play tough people non-district. Gotcha, gotcha. And it, and it helped you out during district because you had a nice 4-2 and two run there and got that playoff spot. Talk about some of the guys you got coming back offensively, some of the guys that you've gotten some experience out of, like P.J. Hatter and, and, and Keyshawn Wooten at running back. And, and, and of course, Caleb Black, who was the utility yes, player. Talk about some of your, your guys on offense coming back. Well, I mean, you're, you're naming some of the best in the city. I mean, not the best in the state or nation. And I think that's uh, – that's obvious. Uh, certainly when you talk about Caleb Black, he's a multi-offer guy. I don't even know how many he's up to now. And, and I don't mean that to sound the wrong way, but it, it's, it seems like every week somebody's coming in and, and he's, he's getting another offer. Um, you know, he's such a dynamic playmaker um, because he, he can affect the game in so many ways. You know, he, he's, a, he's an inside receiver, an outside receiver. We play him in the backfield. He'll be really important to us in the return game. Um, just a really dynamic guy, um, puts the ball in the end zone. I mean, there's a big premium for that when you're an offensive player. Um, you know, P.J. Hatter is one of the best athletes in the country. That kid is phenomenal. Um, his ability to play quarterback at the level he plays at is impressive. Uh, complete mastery of our offense, makes all the calls at the line. You know, we're anybody that's seen us play, man, we're a pre-snap, post-snap, RPO, read game team. And, um, man, he's, he's the captain of the ship back there with that. Um, you know, Keyshawn Wooten, like I mentioned, being an RPO offense, you know, you know, eight, 10, 12 years ago when, you know, you were handing the ball to the tailback, you know, 18 times a game, um, you know, his numbers would have been a lot better, a lot different. But with what we do on offense, he understands, you know, it's RPO. I may get it. I may not. Um, he's, he's critical in our pass protection stuff. He has great hands catching the ball out of the backfield, um, does a lot of lead blocking in our quarterback run game. I mean, just the consummate glue of what really makes our offense work uh, and just an unbelievable – all three of those guys are incredible young men, just real assets to our program in the locker room. You look at your team last year, and if there's probably a little bit of need to improve, it would be on the defensive end because points were scored, but you were playing up against a lot of quality teams. What do you hope to see yes. in defense this year? So, you know, last year we started out – again, it, we, we started out the year, we knew we had a tough slate of opponents. We also knew that we wanted to experiment a little bit with our defense and kind of see if we could do some other things, be a little more multiple. So our non-district schedule, we really focused more on playing what is truly more of our nickel or dime look on defense. And, you know, we, we gave up some yards, we gave up some points, um, but we learned a lot about how we needed to fix structure and re-personnel some of those things. So once we got into district, 
if you look at our district stats on defense, it was a whole different story. You know, the collective for the year, absolutely. Early on, that you know, we were playing with some things and, and, and didn't really play defense quite as well sometimes as we wanted to. But once we kind of got our feet under us and hit district play and really kind of got back into our base defense, uh, you know, the, 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 the narrative changed a little bit. That's awesome, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you joining us. I can't wait to see how this thing go, goes for you guys. It's going to be a tough district race, and we'll see yeah, you at the end of it. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for, for having me on, and, and uh, Oakland. That's going to do it for this week's show. Next week, we head over to Cyprus to talk District 16-6A. You can keep up with everything in the high school football scene on our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram accounts. Until next time, I am Ashley Bolton, and thank you for watching Campfire. <laughs>